Hello, Dark Side Down Underers. Welcome to our 10th episode. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, 10 episodes. But first, let me introduce you to our host. That's me. There is a legend floating around these parts of a mysterious woman that lives in trees, is terrified of ducks, and has watched <laughs> this movie, Jaws, her favourite movie, <laughs> well over 200 times. Could even Easy. be into the thousands of times. <laughs> Down under us, can I welcome Kagi? Hello, the woman of legend. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? All right. Out of those three things about the legend of Kagi, which two of those can you relate to most? I've definitely seen Jaws at least 2,000 times, once a week for about 20 years. So so. why is Jaws your favourite movie, just quickly? I don't know. It's, It's the perfect movie. I just, I love it. There's comradeship, mateship on the boat. There's a shark and sharks are my favourite. Um, there's gore and gore is my favourite. It's kind of cheesy but in a way that's good. It's, I don't know, but it it is, it just fills me with joy and if I'm sick or depressed or feeling poorly of any kind, it is always the movie that I want to watch to cheer me up. Yeah, cool. Favourite character? Quint. Captain Quint. Quint. Bit of a ledge. He's my, uh, what do they call it when it's the person that you could have oh, relations with? Oh, is this, is this now? Or would, you yep. like, would you like back in the day, Quint? Is it a hall pass? Hall pass. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. Um, or free pass. Free uh, pass. So I need to clarify that it's not Robert Shaw, although he's lovely. He died. Oh, poor old He fella. died of a heart attack. It is actually the character, oh. Captain Quint. That's who I harbour a crush on. Okay, out of respect for Captain Quint. Here's to swimming with bow-legged women. That's uh, going to be my next tattoo. Yeah, that's yeah, very cool. For sure. And um, are you afraid of ducks? Not really. Oh. I think if they got too close, I wouldn't like it. Have you ever lived in a tree? Yes, I have lived in a How tree. How long have you lived in a tree for? How long did I live in a tree for? Oh, about it, six weeks. Sorry, yeah, I think it was about, I think you're right, I think it was about six weeks. What were you doing just to let everyone know that you um, were a rebel? I was living in a block, on a blockade in, uh, so we had like a, what is essentially, it's called a tree set, but it's essentially a, a tree house. And so I lived up there for a little while in an attempt yeah. to stop them from cutting it down. Long before... We hooked up. Oh, long before. I was much younger and filled with hope. Did you get arrested? Can't answer that question. My parents are listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of you. All right, cool. Thank you very much. What do you got for us well, today? Well, just quickly, who's your favourite Jaws character? Oh, I like um, the old dude. Not the old dude, the, the dude with glasses. What's Matt Hooper? He? Yeah, Matt Hooper. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, a bit of a philanthropist or yeah, he's a little whatever bit. he was. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, he's got some big ball energy when he, he decided to Fun go. Fun fact, in the book he fucks um, Chief Brody's wife. Does he? Yeah. Oh, mm. dirty dog. Didn't put it in the movie. I probably wouldn't like him if I saw that in the movie because that's yeah, awesome it's. I think that's why they took that out of the movie because yeah. it, it alters how you view his character a lot. Yeah. But, yeah, they knew each other in the book. They'd gone to school together, so they knew each other. Oh, okay. And they boned. 
Yeah, yeah. probably that would have translated well. I think so. I think it would have really affected the movie. It would have detracted as well. Yeah. There's a lot of things in the book that weren't in the movie that were about the community and how the shark attacks were affecting the community and like yeah. individual characters in the community and just a and lot of information to get stuff. through. They couldn't bash all that shit. No, in. absolutely. They wouldn't have time for that really awesome scene where the captain's head, severed head, appears in the hull of the ship. Cool. Underwater. No, it is a great movie. I've it's been known to get on the movie. end of it every now and then. Oh, I love what, it so much. What sort of tree did you live in? It was a chewet tree. Chewet tree. They're very big. Yeah, they're really big. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're massive. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was like, I don't know what numbers are, like 20 foot? Oh, it'd be pretty high. It's very high. It's yeah, very, very high. high. And you had a it was very high. There. I've seen the photos. Yeah, you've seen them. I'm very proud of you. Thank you, baby. Proud of your face. Food in a bucket and everything. Sure did. <laughs> Fun fact, accidentally kicked it off the side once too. Oh, nice. Yeah, but we could talk about that on a different podcast. Everybody no, would not have been happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, anyway, moving right along. Yeah, Great intro, episodes. love. Yeah, Great. Ten, ten. It's episode number 10. It's exciting. 10, yeah. So I thought to do something special. Do you have a cake? Look at something. Oh, I should have done a cake. Yeah. I should have done a cake. Oh. I like Shaped cake. like a ghost. That would have been cool. Um, still eat it. You'd still eat it. I'd still eat it too. So I thought we'd look at a story we haven't done yet. Well, that's probably the best kind of stories. I think so. I think every story you've never done before. Mm-hmm. So, oh, no. As in a genre, a genre. we haven't done before. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So tonight. We're talking aliens. Aliens. Yeah. Tell me, Bluey, what's your stance on alien life? Oh, we're probably, if we're alien, we're probably, I don't know. I don't Do you think see. aliens exist? Do you believe them? Uh, well, I don't really care. I mean, that's fair. Because everybody's sort of, oh, for or against, and you, people can get quite passionate about it. Oh, and, they sure can. You know, like if, uh, if they're out and about, that's great. I'm not really one for the conspiracy theories. Cool. Um, if they're aliens, that's great. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, I'll just be ashamed of humanity if all these things are true that we would have done to the aliens and dissecting and things like mm-hmm. that. I'd be, be ashamed of us, you know, in the pursuit of what. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, look, Do I, you think... I hope there are because, yeah. you know, stuff would be pretty boring, I think. Yeah. It's, I think it would spice stuff up. I don't think there's conspiracies to cover anything up. You mm-hmm. know, I... I'm a bit over this. Maybe 10, 20 years ago, I was maybe, yeah. We yeah, should but... do some reading on Project Blue Book then. Yeah. And see what you make of that. But, but if there is, I think it's great. Yeah. I think, it, I think there yeah. could be, uh, yeah, I'd like to. Do you names. think that they actually come here and abduct people? Like, what do you make of all the so. UFO encounter yeah. stories? Nah, you hope so. I've been getting ready for a probe in all my life. <laughs> oh, baby, I can probe. clean underwear and make sure I've been cleaning myself <laughs> properly. <laughs> Just in case I'm one of the lucky ones. That's Look, hilarious. Um, they wouldn't have to abduct too many. And, no. And they probably, if aliens have been about doing their thing, and just the distances to travel to do anything is yeah. inconceivable. So, well, That's for, true. for me anyway, because I'm not a scientist and, mm. you know, I don't know what it's like to drive a long way, but to travel light years yeah. is is crazy. But yeah, I hope there is. But uh, how many people do you need to abduct and how many That's true. probes do you need to put up bottoms to? I kind of know think that, that if they on. did come here, they would sort of look at us like we look at ants. Yeah. Like, I think, but just for the record, I am absolutely 100% a believer. I am terrified of aliens. I oh, yeah. hate alien UFO stories. Hate them. Well, only in the sense that they're the dark, the dark story matter that 
actually frightens. Like I didn't sleep last night because I scared myself because I stayed up late. You were sleeping away and I stayed up and finished the research for today's episode and then I turned off the light and then I turned the light back on again and then I turned the light off and then I turned it back on again. Uh, I really, I, I don't like alien abduction stories. I'm scared to be abducted. That's probably why I um, take the stance I do in a lot of things mm-hmm. where I'm happy to, to not be a, a believer because ignorance is bliss. Yeah. If you don't believe That's in true. something, it can't really hurt you. You don't have to worry about or it. Well, not, mm-hmm. not that it can't hurt you, but, you know, we all, we uh, people seem to let a lot of things that they don't have control over bother them. Yeah, and I accept them, and I try not to. I try not to let those things. I think that's cool. Wig me out. I'm, intri- I'm excited. Yeah, and I've seen some crazy stuff, like with my father-in-law Stewie. We've been down the bottom end of WA on a beach around a campfire, you know, blazing hard, having a fat time, yeah. and seen some crazy shit in yeah, the sky. Absolutely. Like watching shooting, like watching what we thought was um, I was gonna say UFO, but watching what we thought was a satellite, and yeah. then. It just travelling like normal satellite speed and then doing a, a 90 degree turn and then buggering off at That's 90 amazing. degrees. I remember that pretty well. It straightened me up pretty quick. But yeah, you sort of hear stuff. That's super interesting. But that could have just been, you know, that could have been a reflection of light off of something or, yeah. you know, that could have been one disappearing and another one appearing. You know, there's so many ways. Yeah. yeah so you I have can't a, trust everything you see. Yeah. I have a really quick, I'll do it real quick because we've got to get into it. But I have a real quick little UFO story for you if you want to hear it of what happened to me. This is a personal experience. You need to speak so the podcast. Oh, yes. Cool. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought you were talking. I was like, you've had a personal experience with aliens. I've had, well, um, when I was a bit younger, I used to, a bit younger, quite a good deal younger, I used to live in a house surrounded by paddocks and bushland in a town called Wapole on the southwest coast of Australia. Beautiful town. Beautiful town. And I lived up there by myself. And one day I was out. I think I heard the horse going off. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. So I went out to check on said horse and I was standing in the veggie garden with a torch. And I looked up over the paddock and I could see a light. And it was kind of like bouncing slowly from side to side but too far apart to be like a poacher in the dam or something probably like as wide as a room like a bedroom like far away bouncing really slowly and gradually coming down the paddock and getting closer and getting closer and closer and i started to get quite frightened um and it got quite close like it got to the fence it's probably like maybe I don't. I'm not, I'm not sure. I can't do numbers real well, but maybe like ten meters away. Ten meters is like the bedroom over there from here. Yeah, that's probably about right. So oh, it probably got to about ten meters away. And I got really scared all of a sudden, and I turned off my flashlight. The second I turned off my flashlight, it went backwards oh, really quickly cool. back up to the top of the paddock where I'd seen it and disappeared yeah, really fast. Cool. It, and it absolutely frightened the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's my little experience. I ran inside and uh, I did not go back outside at night again, even if the horses were freaking out. Hey. Look, I think that's, yeah, and we all see things. It's not that yeah. I don't believe. I'd like to believe, but, yeah, I don't yeah. want to bother myself. Also, UFO sightings are not necessarily all alien. No. Like the word, the term UFO, unidentified flying object, yeah. it could have been any number of things. It could have been fairy or a ghost or, you know. A bunyip. 
Who knows? Bunyip flying. A flying bunyip. That's going to be cool. That would be cool. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff that, um, that can't be explained and it's probably easy to put yeah. into that category. So did you know, I, I read this fact while I was doing the research Ooh, last fun night. Fun fact. Did you know that a UFO is sighted somewhere in the world every six minutes? Every six minutes. Every six minutes. How mad is that? A UFO sighted somewhere in the world every six Every six minutes. minutes. That's so crazy. That is crazy. That is crazy. I mean, like I said, that's just an unidentified flying object. It could just be a bird that someone's never seen or a frisbee. Yeah. But it's still it's pretty fascinating. It is fascinating. So I'm going to do my references real quick and then we'll get into the, the meat of the story. So we've got abc.net.au. They actually did a couple of um, really good articles on this story. We've got smh.com.au and we've got warrenfay.com.au. What's up, Warren? So that's it. I did try to listen to a couple of podcasts on it, but I just didn't have time. So we've just yeah, we've stuck with the up. basics. Tonight I'm going to tell you the story of Kelly Cahill. Kelly Cahill. Have you ever heard of Kelly Cahill? Well, it's got one of those names that sounds familiar, but I don't know if it is. That's because it's a pseudonym. A pseudonym, yes, Kelly Cahill. it is not her real name. Her name has been changed for this, for her uh, safety and, and so she doesn't get left. Yeah, thank you. I was, I was trying to, I was going to say anonymity, but I couldn't remember how to pronounce it. Yeah, sometimes that's a funny word. Yeah. It's not something, a word you use all that often. No. Anonymity. Anonymity. Anonymity? Yeah, we got it. Something. So at the time of this story, Kelly is 27 and she has three kids. What's up, Kelly? And Kelly had an amazing encounter. That was Bindi. On, on August 7th, 1993. Oh, it sounds like it could be a UFO. <laughs> it's not. It's a cheeky it's dog pickle. who doesn't know how to be quiet. Um, so Kelly had an amazing encounter on August 7th, 1993, when she and her husband, Andrew, possibly also a pseudonym. Definitely. Definitely. If her name's if, Kelly. If they've changed her name, they'd have to change his name. So when Kelly and her husband uh, were driving home from a friend's house in the Dandenongs, for our overseas listeners, how you doing? Um, when we talk about the Dandenongs, we're, talk we're referring to the Dandenong Ranges. A mountain range just out of Victoria, um, just out of Melbourne in Victoria. Beautiful part of the country. Beautiful part of the Bit country. Bit of rainforest. Lovely. Bit of rainforest. Mm. Nice spot. It is a nice spot. Yeah, it's a big mountain range. Mountain range. Mountain range. It's a... The sexiest geological feature. <laughs> Deep sea. <As> a... <laughs> I was really hoping you'd say that. <laughs> So Kelly and Andrew are driving along this evening when she sees what she thinks is a blimp. So at this point, the research kind of leaves Andrew behind a bit. He doesn't really want to be go on record, so we don't hear much about his experience. Yeah, Andrew's taking the back seat. Yeah, he does. So make of that what you will. Pussy. <laughs> Your words. My so people words. are probably still yeah, alive, no, so let's I'll be take gentle. It back. I'll take it back. Um, but this blimp has circular orange headlights cool. and it's hovering over the road just ahead. Cool. I read in one place that they'd seen it earlier as well on their way to their friend's house. But uh, when they, they'd sort of laughed it off and, you know, not really thought too much of it. Okay. But this time as the car gets closer, she can see that the, the orange lights aren't actually lights, they're windows. 
or portholes. Oh, so she can see inside this thing. She can see figures standing in the portholes. So it's pretty big. If yeah. you can see someone standing in a porthole, there's got to be some... Yeah, exactly. It's got to be a roomy... It's got to be quite roomy. Yeah. And quite a big porthole. Exactly. And she draws attention to it. She says, hey, look, there's, there's a, people inside there's it. A there's a dude in that porthole. There's someone standing inside. It's a standing um, porthole. When, as soon as she draws attention to it and says that she can see people, the object flies away at incredible speed. Rude. Really rude. Yeah. But they um, they see it again in a paddock off just off to the side of the road. So it fucks off and then they keep driving and they see it again. Cool. This time they pull over for a butcher's. She's suddenly blinded by a startling bright light and then she wakes up in her yeah, car. A few lumens there. Right. <laughs> she uh, wakes up in her car feeling very relaxed, soothed even, and the car has moved several hundred metres down the road She's without their knowledge. Hmm? She's been roofied. Well, that was my first guess. Um, I did read one article that said that when they woke up, their car was careening at high speed towards a bend in the road. Oh, terrifying. Um, pick whichever story you like. Yeah. Best, really, that's how it goes with research. So... Um, I don't know if that's true. No. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. That's a, do you remember our tagline, never let the truth get never in the way of good yarn? Never let the truth get in the way of good yarn. Okay, I'll you So when the couple arrive home, they realise that they've lost an hour. Yeah. Time slips are a really common component of alien encounter stories. They, or was it daylight savings? It might have been daylight savings. Yeah. You and your logic. I've debunked it. You've debunked it already. We've barely even got a foot in the door. Two o'clock on a Sunday morning. That's right. And the clocks went forward. They lost an hour. <laughs> so Kelly finds she's got some stomach pain. She's pregnant. She realised, no. With an alien baby. Oh, my God. With those hope big they, heads? No, hope, thank you. I hope they used a turkey baster. <laughs> well, maybe, because from the sounds of it, um, she realises that she has a triangle mark just near her navel, a wound. If you will. Freemasons. Free... Oh, no. <laughs> Don't bring them into it. Zoltan. <laughs> Zoltan. Some reports say that at this point she begins menstruating out of cycle. Oh, God. And had to go to the hospital to be treated for an infection in her uterus. Oh, wow. Want to do some speculating? I think that's pretty personal. Um, I don't particularly want to speculate of someone else's internal womb organs i think yeah but you weird. don't want okay to... alien baby i yeah. did it. i'm going there nice alien baby she got nice. impregnated alien baby is that what you think they did i see i was just thinking that maybe they'd taken samples okay they, they, they you took, know they like they're gonna do some experiments on they hybridization took, took, took some eggs yeah make a smoothie well that's a thing right? <laughs> okay a cake. Bubble tea. That's where bubble, bubble tea, tea came from. That's where bubble tea came from. Oh, God, over. I don't know how people drink that shit. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I don't I know. Love it. Not now. Every time you think it's good, you think Yeah, it's good. now it's alien embryos. Alien embryos. So that's what we've decided they did to grow up in the craft. Yeah. So a handful of weeks go by and Kelly decides to go under hypnosis and recovers some of the memories of the night in question. I suppose at least she didn't go and see... A tarot reader, that would be. <laughs> like, you know, like how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go? Well, she's already been abducted. She's pretty far down. Oh, go get your palm read and get really fucked up. Blue is a non-believer in all things, in well, case you haven't guessed. I've, I've had those. I've, I've been involved in card readings and things like that. I just, 
think that um, you know, horoscopes and things like that are just oh, open up a can of worms now. You have going to get some haters. Oh no, haters going to be hating. I just think that uh, it gives people something to feel good about. Positive mm. thinking till next month when their horoscopes mm. come out. Well, that's fair enough. And you're entitled to your opinion, even if it's wrong. That changes. My opinion changes from time to time. It does. And well, that's, I do that's think healthy. Ho- I do think horoscopes are a lot of cockle wobble. Oh, the horoscopes you read in the paper are just written by an intern. But nobody used to make the... I'm not going to name any names, but I used to know someone that was involved in a local newspaper in the country and I'd just have a box of horoscopes. This is before shit was computerised. A box of horoscopes and I'd just take one off the top and put it in the paper every you have single so many week. people's bubbles. Every single week when they used to get or when they Louis used to is kicking top indoors. Set the paper. Yeah. Kicking doors. That's what they used to do. Yeah. Get a bucket load of them and just take one out of the box right. and put it in the paper. Cool. I'm devastated. And people used to go and then do their lotto numbers on that. Yeah. Enough anyway. of a rant. Let's get back to what's going on. I didn't know that was such a trigger for you. I just think, well, that's what people do to go and get answers. So, moving on. Do a job right. Oh, my God. Go and do the job right. Moving on. (laughs) So, um, once she goes under the hypnosis, she remembers getting out of the car and seeing a strange light in a field. At this point, she also claims two other cars with strangers in have also stopped to investigate. It was a movie theater, a droll drive-in movie theater, oh and they're goodness. playing a movie. You're unbelievable. No, I'm sorry. She later said in an interview that there was orange lights and this strange blue stuff underneath. It was like a science fiction uh, come to life. Like blue light? I think she means blue light, yeah. Okay, like blue light. Not like blue stuff like goo or something. Blue goo. Blue goo, that yeah. would be cool. She goes on to say that there were a number of tall, skinny, Black figures with bulging red eyes. You don't see any fat aliens, do you? No. Never see any. No, they've evolved beyond carbs. Yeah, like mm. that's what maybe the old, I don't know. I don't have Maccas. No, they don't. They absolutely have no need for it. No, you never see a fat one. You're tall, skinny bastards. Yeah, well, Jabba the Hutt was fat. He was not. Oh, oh no, Jabba the Hutt was fat. I thought you said the Wookiee. Yeah, no, Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt was a slug, that. though. Could you imagine being a little slug? You'd have no respect. You're right. No, he's, it's, his power comes from his size. But I would just caution you on going Star Wars. Okay. I should not question you on Star Wars. I don't even think Wars. you've seen the movies. I've seen the originals. All the originals? The first three. Oh, we, this is probably of course should, I've seen the OG probably, originals. We probably should have this conversation. My favourite scene is when the Star Tr- Stormtrooper bangs his head on that door. Um, you should look that up on YouTube. It's really funny. No, I'm just sussing you out. Oh, you can suss just me sussing out as much you as you out. want. Quote a line from Jaws. I'll be back. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Chewie, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't know she was my sister. Oh, my God. That's definitely. No one knew. That might be Star Wars. <laughs> it is Star Wars. That's what we're oh, talking about. Jump uh, uh, uh. Okay. So anyway, the tall, skinny black figures with bulging red eyes. So these are not the standard greys that we're used to hearing about. These guys are different and I hate them. Okay. Just putting it out there. I think when I say things like that, that's what scares me because I'm scared they're going to hear me say that and they're going to come for me. Yeah, I don't know. The figures appear in front of them, in, uh, in front of the craft, 
and they approach them slowly. At this point, Kelly drops her bundle and starts screaming, which seems to trigger the little nightmares because they, like, flog it across the paddock at them. Towards them. Yeah, they run. run They start running at you. Could you imagine, like... Terrifying. Like, a heap of slender men just, like, walking, like, fluidly and then just... You start screaming and they just start sprinting hell for leather straight at you. That is straight out of a horror movie. Yeah. I, I picture that really clearly in my head and I fucking hate it. It really sucks. It run scares, at him. scares the shit out of me. You'd run at him, you'd just well, rugby tackle him. We, well, I'm not, I'm going to, yeah, I don't know. I'm not in that situation. No, that's, it's hard hate, to say what you do, hate, isn't it? I hate, I hate the idea of being chased down by Yeah, anything. I don't like it. I don't being like it. Being chased down and taken. I hate the idea of know, all of this. I'm not sleeping tonight. I just run at him and. Hmm. deal with the consequences, which is probably immediate death via probing. Yeah. What a way to go. He was probed to death, ladies and gentlemen. He was probed to death. They didn't even, they went in dry. Went in dry. He, the look on his face was rather surprised. <laughs> I imagine so. <laughs> yeah. Closed casket. <laughs> so Kelly goes on to say, and I quote, I felt this blow to my stomach. And went flying in the air. I heard my husband say, let go of me. And this male voice said, I mean you no harm. She told she told this to Today Tonight in an oh. interview. Second week, getting a shout out. God, Today Tonight. You're Let's doing hope around. they're better behaved this oh, time Hopefully around. they got their check. Yeah, I hope so. Or did they do their background check? Did they do a background check and go, oh, I don't know if this is believable. We're going to air it anyway. But you're not getting your money because we can't validate it. Oh, maybe. I don't because know. Because your references I hope not. you gave us don't. I hope not. Kelly like, went through some answer. stuff. She deserves to get She paid. does. So she yells to her husband, they've got no souls. They're evil. They're going to kill us. She said she yells That's that. what she yells to her husband. Yeah, wow. She said she was terrified and thought that she was going to die and that she heard them communicating telepathically with each other and one said, let's kill them now. Yeah. This is all she's able to recall. Oh, hungry, maybe. What maybe. They eat us? What if they're, they're probably not. I don't want to keep those. There's a theory that the reason they abduct cows is because they want them to eat. So they like abducted a shitload of cows to learn how to clone them and stuff. Yeah. And then they. You how know, many cows does it take to learn how to clone a cow? I don't know. I don't. I'm not familiar with their well, science. I wonder how many sheep they had to like when Dolly popped out the first ever cloned sheep. Yeah. Wonder how, how many Maybe one cow only there. gets you like X amount of clones. Maybe you need to take one every six months. Oh, yeah, I don't I really don't, know enough about cloning, I don't think but I do I'm either. happy to speculate till the cows come home. <laughs> <laughs> so after the event, she says, I know that my story sounds ridiculous, but that's what happened. And there is physical evidence out there. There were marks on the field, there were marks on our bodies. Something went on. Wow. She claims to have had several incredibly lifelike dreams, possibly even visits, connected to the events of the evening. In one, in one, she recalls being in a small room with one of the aliens in front of her. And she's finding marks on her body still at this time. Yeah, okay. So this is a continuing thing. So maybe they did some experiments and they come back every so many yeah. years to check their results. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Because they can't survive on this planet for very long. So their bodies start to deteriorate. So they're trying to make some sort of vaccine. Oh, we could go crazy here. Make some sort of vaccine that helps them um, kick it for a bit on the uh, the old blue ball. 
But what they have to do is they have to start whacking it in a few of the old ground dwellers and then they come back from time to time, do a few tests to see how they're going and uh, boom, vaccine done. Maybe you're onto something. Could well be. You're very smart. Probably, uh, I don't know, I can never let the truth, like you said. Yeah. So the interesting thing about this story, though, is there are independent witnesses, but they've not been interviewed by mainstream media. I'm not sure why, but maybe they're worried about blowback. Today, tonight, you're dropping your game. You're dropping the ball. But they re- they refuse to be interviewed publicly. Like, oh, they refuse. They want to stay anonymous. Hell no, we won't go. They Hell no, go away. We will not be interviewed. No, that's right. Uh, Kelly, But Kelly says that there were people in the other cars that pulled over to check out the lights. We'll hear a little bit more about them later on. Okay, cool. They come back into it. So when this case was reported, it was a massive deal to UFO researchers in Australia. There's independent witnesses. I read that there were six, but only found examples of like four of them. There's physical evidence at the UFO landing site, including chemical and magnetic anomalies. And there's medical records. It's kind of the first recorded account of its nature, of this nature, especially with so much corroborating evidence. So... All of this has led to this case being heralded as the holy grail of UFO cases. Holy grail? Yeah, that's what it's called. So it's massive. It's a big deal. And so UFO investigator Bill Chalker of the US UFO Investigation Centre reaches out to Kelly. He thinks it's an important case, but one that I quote here, requires a lot of feet on the ground and a lot of intensive field investigations. Mm. So he brings in his mates from the PRA, which stands for Phenomena Research Australia. These guys sound great. They're fucking fun at parties, let me tell you. awesome. These dudes are led by then-director John, his last name's real hard to pronounce, so I'm going to say Old Chettle. I don't know if that's right. I'm not going to say it again. From this point, I'm going to call him John. Hey, John. You'll know who I mean. So he interviews Kelly multiple times and examines the site of the encounter. They attempt to locate the other witnesses by placing an ad in the paper and surprisingly enough, they get a bite. Though the other people are staying anonymous, turns out they're put under hypnosis and they remember identical stories to Kelly. Oh, wow, that's cool. And her story has not been published yet. Validation. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. If they've never heard her story and they're telling the same story, that's that's pretty compelling. So they were also able to remember a little few, a bit of extra stuff. They remember being strapped to tables inside the craft and being examined by the creatures that Kelly had described. That'd be cold too. That's scary. Cold. Oh, cold metal table. Cold metal t- no, I hate Ooh, it. Why not even be metal? You don't know what sort of material they have. Could have been a Chesterfield like this. Could have well been. Lovely. Could, they could have been doing it classy-like. In a leather-bound, in a library that smells like leather and whiskey. Keep yeah, mask on the wall. I mean, I could fuck with that if that's what aliens are like. So the women also had matching triangle wounds that look the same as Kelly's near the navels, as well as some other weird marks on their bodies. Triangle over the navel, that's a bit of a source for concern. It's weird. Somebody's gone into the navel. Yeah, and, I mean, I don't like it at all. Think in my navel. Yeah, yeah, you're not into that, that, are you? No. Not even in a fun way. Apparently, there was a third car who was driven by a lawyer, uh, a local bloke, but and his story matches as well, but he's also remaining anonymous and we don't hear much from him. Yeah. These people apparently drew, drew sketches of the encounter, 
which were identical to Kelly's. I'm going to show you them a little bit later. Cool, cool. So the media starts to take up an interest, of course. Yeah, about time. And Kelly gets picked up by Today Tonight, as well as several newspapers and magazines. Kelly becomes a big deal in the UFO circuit. Big deal. She lines up a series of talks and conferences and they go off. Yeah. Every talk she gives, she she reveals just a little bit more juicy info Ah, from the 300-page report the PRA are putting together. Cool. Little teaser. Just little bits, just little teasers. Just wet your whistle a bit there. Yeah. And before long, she's published a book. Of course. Get on. you got to do that. I fucking would. Yeah. Now, I haven't read the book. But I fucking want to. You should. Um, in it, she also claims that her encounter left her telepathically linked to the aliens and that they warned her that a large-scale invasion is coming. I don't know when because this happened in the 90s. Maybe it's already happened. Maybe. I mean, it would explain powdered eggs. Well, it would explain a lot. Yeah. that's. I don't know why I started I'm not going to mention what it could explain for fear of retribution. Right. That's safest. Yes. She also claimed that she had chronic headaches, strange visions, and sinister black helicopter following her and occasionally hovering over her house. Have I talked to you about black helicopters yet? No, I am. Um, They're I'm a thing yes. in the conspiracy world. Uh, obviously, they are black. Uh, they make no sound. They're used for surveillance. There are theories that they're owned by the government. There are theories that they're alien. There are theories that they're men in black. Oh, yeah. Um, We'll probably talk about them a little bit down the track. You can't even see those buggers. Yeah, exactly. What do you need black helicopter for? You get black drones. Oh, yeah. We don't even, yeah, you won't even see them. Exactly. So apparently it hovers over her house. Unfortunately, now her book is out of print. Um, I read that copies can sell for 150 bucks online. Oh, cool. They're in high demand. Um, I didn't check if it's on Audible yet, but I bet it is. We should, uh, yeah, we should look into that. Anyway, she's killing the pig. Her book completely sells out and is reprinted a second time, I think multiple times, and continues to sell out. People are fascinated by this story. It's sort of the first one in Australia. Suddenly, in 1998, she blips off the radar. Does she? 1998? She just goes bloop. Yeah. And none of the other witnesses, not even her husband, have publicly backed her story. The 300-page report done by the PRA was never published. PRA, drop the ball. Right. Apparently John, with the hard-to-pronounce last name yeah. from the PRA, um, he told the ABC that the report may yet still be released, but not anytime soon. Uh, he claims, and I quote, the case is so good, the report is worthy of release, but we won't release it now because once we release our report, then we become the focus. Our idea was we would release our report and then bring the witnesses out. At the moment, we just don't know where all of them are. So if we release anything, all the focus is going to be on us. We'll get hammered. When did this happen? Did you say that earlier? In the 90s. In the the late 90s. So this is uh, like 1998. She's gone off the radar and and these guys have said this. Um, And like early 2000s, I think, that's sort of still getting talked about. So that's what he said on the subject. What do you make of that? Kind of sounds like bullshit to me. I'd like to see the report. I think obviously uh, people are either sitting. Do you think on they got scared? Do you train. think something happened that scared them? I think um, laziness. <laughs> do you think they just kind of went? This story lazy. is bullshit. TikTok happened, and they thought, "Well, we're not going to get." The, they fell uh, down a hole of watching teenage girls doing viral dancing on oh, TikTok, oh, and oh, that's all that. But yeah, I don't know. They might have got lazy. 
like they said, they can't, they don't have the, um, they don't have the evidence to back it up. But yeah. If the book is out and about. Yeah, I really want to read the book. Yeah, then hardcore nerds would be definitely smacking yeah, it. Yeah, if anyone's got a copy of the book, God damn it, let me borrow, please. Yeah. You should check the library. You should check the library. But, yeah, I'd think. Yeah. Um, Support I'd... your local library. Oh, shout out. But, um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it, it looked, I don't know. So he says, John says, that the original 300-page report was trimmed down to an unusable 100 pages. When the witnesses, including our Kelly and her ex-husband, now ex-husband, began requesting certain information that they'd provided be redacted. Redacted. <laughs> redacted. And denied permission for the psychological and medical reports, uh, which they claim corroborate the story, to be released. So they, they have this evidence and they have, they're refusing to let it be released. So what so what difference would this the book be compared to the she had full control over that so could I it be suppose. sensationalized maybe i don't know because i could because i didn't read the book i didn't get yeah. to know all of the fun stuff that's in it but i bet it's far more detailed yeah pretty much everything i found on the internet was just this information and okay. nothing more yeah and i it sort of leads me to believe that the book's far more detailed yeah but no but you don't know if they, those details yeah spot on no well that's exactly right yeah Yeah. so john reckons that when kelly went to the media and wrote her book it muddied the case sullied it it did it sullied sullied it it. yeah like when you've scribbled on the first page of a notebook yep so breaks my heart that does that's a key trigger for bluey breaks my heart so mr chalker so do you remember him he was the first bloke from the ufo investigation group however he is Still Team Kelly. He regrets bringing in the PRA in the early days, saying there was a lot of blood, bad blood that's passed between me and them as a consequence of their role in this case, adding that this was a lost, uh, this was an extraordinary lost opportunity. I've seen a lot of information that suggests the investigation was carried out, but unfortunately they refused to share their own material. He also said, uh, he wasn't that impressed by explanations that were put forward in regards to the withholding of the report, yeah, which I agree with. Oh, I can't. It's it smells like out of there. to me. It's not clockwork orange. Yeah. So Get he out there. exactly. So he's dropped his lip with the PRA big time, saying he'll ref- he'll never pass another case onto them again. Never pass another. case. I think their reputation got a bit fucked up from this. Apparently, the UFO research community is, by and large, pretty pissed off with the with the PRA yeah, for keeping their that. research a secret. They've got some; they're sitting on some pretty important stuff. Yeah, Mindy's having a scratch in the background, so if you can hear that. Finally, as for Kelly, she goes quiet. Nineteen ninety-eight, Chalker says she reached out to him in the early two thousands and sent him all of her files in the form of three large archival boxes. After which, she left the country. I did read that she's back in Australia again but has nothing to do with the media and refuses any requests to be interviewed. Chalker said essentially that she put so much effort into raising the profile of the story that when it became clear that the other witnesses were not going to come forward and back her and the PRA not backing her with their report, she's kind of dropped the whole thing and tried to put it behind her. So it would affect a massive part of her life. It like would have been a that huge one incident. Couldn't even go to the grocery store. Her photo was everywhere. Yeah. Like I get it, she she would have been regretting ever, you know, ever visiting her mates that night. Yeah. Like, 
it just yeah really i think it really would have she would have been drug over the coals mm. and people would have said she was crazy and they would have said all sorts of nasty yeah. things about her it's terrible but i have some photos for you cool i'd like to see let's have a couple said photos so this first photo Norman is the, in hand is the mark that was on kelly's tum tum sorry let me That's the mark on Kelly's tum tum. That's to show the size of it. She fell asleep on a bottle top. Well, they said it was a triangle, but doesn't really look like a triangle to me. Molly, 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 Molly. Just a Molly, Molly, Molly. Molly, I have a similar mole. Molly, Molly. So then we've got belly button's very unhappy. It's got a frown. These are the sketches of the um, aircraft done by Kelly. Versus the ones done by the other two, but two of the other oh, witnesses. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you can see, like, they look really similar, yeah. if not exactly the same. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They, they look like that cigar shape, that tic tac shape, with a ring of portholes and lights and a tripod looking stand and lights coming down. Yeah. Really similar. War of the Worlds kind of stuff. Yeah, similar. So finally, we have. The same deal. This is Kelly's sketch. Yep. This is the other two witnesses. Yeah. This is the sketch of what the alien looked like. You can okay, see they're yeah. very similar. They're very similar. But there's so not, these were there's all not done. a lot of details. No, it's, that's it's, true. Say so you take a normal head, an oval shape looking, and then just whack two big black-ass eyes on it. Mm. That one there, he looks, kinda, he looks like a cute fella. He's a bit cute, the yeah. one in the middle. So like all of these signs. will get put on Instagram and Facebook yeah. where you can find us at Dark Side Down Under, incidentally. Um, yeah, so all of the those two sketches that I showed you, the aircraft and the alien, yes. they were done without the other the other two witnesses seeing Kelly's yeah. sketch. So the fact that they match up so well is compelling. It's interesting. It's compelling. It is compelling. So, Bluey, that brings us to the end of tonight's episode. This is the end of the story so far. How do you feel about what I've told you tonight? I feel that it was real for those people. That's such a cop out. (laughs) Bullshit. No, it's tough because it was obviously real. It's hard. She obviously believed a lot in it. And there was something going on. And I hope there is something going on. But uh, it just isn't tickling my whisker. You just don't believe and that's okay. I'd like to. That's and fair. I might. Uh, I think it does say a lot that um, the other witnesses refuse to come out, and that the PRA refuses to release yeah. their their record uh, report. Yeah, I kind of think that that's quite telling. What it tells, I'm not sure. And for her to go and write a book and try to cash out on it, mm. as much as everybody I'm sure can understand that, but she would have to understand that by writing a book and cashing out on it definitely does not do her credibility any good. I agree. So, yeah, if you're trying to make money from it, it definitely says, well, hang on, this isn't really going on. We just went to a party. We got on some really bad acid <laughs> and so we had a real – someone said they were having a bad trip and then we all got on the same trip and, you know, that's the fallout. Yeah, let's, you know, that's let's fair. Something out. I think that's fair. I fell fair. asleep on a bottle top. But it's um, definitely writing the book. Obviously, haven't read the book, but it's catching Yeah, I'm going to see if so we can get it really... on Audible. Yeah. It's not yeah. um. I, I think that damaged her credibility a little bit. Just think from right. this little bit of mm-hmm. um. So you're not as terrified as I was? No, not really. Will you hold my hand tonight? Of course I will. Thank you. You're a good husband. Because they're not real. Do you know what I would love? What? I would love it if our listeners would email us 
with their UFO stories. Yeah, I want you to say, that's bullshit, Bluey. Yeah. Do I have a story for you? Absolutely. Because I'm hungry for that. I'd love I'm, some absolutely. of that Absolutely. I am thirsty for emails. Yeah, you thirsty so, emails. You yes. can email us at darksidedownunder at outlook.com or you can hit us up on Facebook and Instagram. You can be anonymous if you want to. Just send us a short paragraph or something. Tell us about your story, your encounter, be it paranormal or UFO or anything remotely interesting. Yeah, cryptid or. Oh, that'd be great. What else do you have got it, going it on? It turns me on when you talk about cryptids. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, that wraps us up then. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. Darkside and under. 10th <laughs> episode. Woo! Woo-hoo!